You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. The great mystery of the God made flesh in Jesus, our Christ, the Messiah. Hebrews 5, 8 says that Jesus, Jesus learned obedience from what he suffered and then once made perfect. Perfect, that means mature. He was always perfect in the sense that he's sinless. He never sinned, but made mature. And there's a great mystery there that God becomes man and through suffering, suffering, he grows spiritually. Great mystery there. And yet he's the one that leads the way for us. That's the path. It's the path of pain. James writes in his letter that we as believers are to count it as joy when we meet trials of various kinds. From a normal, sane, logical perspective, joy is probably the last response that any of us would give when met with a trial, large or small. However, as Pastor Danny will teach you in his message today, we as believers no longer look at the things from the world's perspective. In his study, you'll learn that one of the most powerful ways we grow as believers is by trial, struggle, and hardship. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of James chapter 1 with today's edition of The Living Word. Oxford Dictionary defines trial this way, a trying thing or experience or person. Come on, let's get a little, just a little bit of involvement here. I know some of us may, some of us going to raise our hand three times. But right now, right now, it's a trying thing, whatever that thing is you're going through. Come on, raise your hand. Trying thing. Come on, be honest. Look at all the hands. Trying thing. Okay, put your hands down. Now, some, maybe the same hands going up on this one too, because you got not only a trying thing, but you have a trying experience. There's something you're going through right now. Come on, raise your hand. Trying experience right now, right? Okay, put your hands down. Okay, third one. How many of us, listen, how many of us got a person? A trying person. Let me see your hands. That's the majority of the married people. Some of you single. How many single? How many of you single? Put your hands down. How many of you? How many of you about to get married in the next few weeks or months? Moment of silence. No. What? What are you talking about? Listen to me. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, it's somewhere in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 7, 28. Paul said, if you're single and you can stay single, stay single. That's what he said. Why? He says, because those that marry will face many troubles in this life. If you're single and you can stay single, I'm saying, based on the word of God, if you can stay single, stay there and you'll thank me one day. And I'm in a good marriage. Whoever said two can live cheaper than one? That's a lie. Not true at all. I could live a lot cheaper when I was single. The woman you gave me. No, just moving, moving. She's not in the service. Praise the Lord. How in the world do I consider it pure joy? It doesn't say you'll always feel joy. That's not what it says. Consider it pure joy whenever you face multicolored trials. How does that work? 
Why? Why is that the path? And why should I consider it pure joy? Without trials, I will never mature as a Christian. The great mystery of the God made flesh in Jesus, our Christ, the Messiah, Hebrews 5, 8 says that Jesus, Jesus learned obedience from what he suffered and then once made perfect, perfect, that means mature. He was always perfect in the sense that he's sinless. He never sinned, but made mature. And there's a great mystery there that God becomes man and through suffering, suffering, he grows spiritually. Great mystery there. And yet he's the one that leads the way for us. That's the path. It's a path of pain. Without trials and persevering through the trials, listen, my faith will never be proven to be genuine because the perseverance through the trials shows that I'm the real deal. Those that don't persevere aren't the real deal. And many scriptures talk about that. First Peter, he writes about this tremendous salvation that we have. Then he says in verse 6, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while... You may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result one day in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. And that's when we get our full reward for the trials and our perseverance through the trials. Now, let me tell you what every Christian is going to need. Every one of us are going to need. If you're going to persevere through these trials, every one of us, back in James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But there is a stipulation. What's the stipulation to get this kind of wisdom? Verse 6. But when he asked, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. So what is he talking about? The doubter here is the person who is not wholly committed to the Lord. The doubting here is not uncertainty. It's not you doubt that God exists. You doubt that Jesus is Lord. Not none of that. The, the doubting here speaks not of uncertainty, but of internal indecision. It is a wavering between two opinions. That's what it is. And the person that's just half-hearted, lukewarm, you'll never get this kind of wisdom from God. Now we're not talking about perfection here. We're not talking about full maturity, but we're talking about full commitment. As far as I know, I'm committed to the Lord. I'm not in this thing, one side of the fence and one side of the fence over here. I haven't got one foot in the world and one foot in the church and one foot in heaven and one foot down here. No, no, I'm committed. That's the prerequisite to get this kind of wisdom. And what does this wisdom do for us when you receive it? Well... Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make you pass straight. It's not an intellectual understanding. It's not an accumulation of knowledge. It's something that's inner for living life in the midst of adversity. That's what it is. 
Here's what it does. It gives you perspective, the right perspective. So you don't bail out, lose your mind. (laughs) And the first perspective begins in verse 9. The first proper perspective begins in verse 9. Look at it. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. That don't make sense to the human mind. Not naturally. He's saying, you're here this morning, and you, you have no idea how the budget's going to work. You have no idea. You really don't know. You're having to trust God right now with every part of your being. You don't know how you're going to make it. You don't know how you're going to pay the bills. From heaven's perspective, if you're committed to the Lord, you're in a better position to grow spiritually than if you had plenty of money left over. Listen, from heaven's perspective, the pauper in this life who has faith in God is greater than the prince in this world who has everything. Because the pauper in fate here is a prince in heaven. That's what he's saying. The beggar laid at Lazarus's, Lazarus laid at the rich man's gate. Heaven looked down at him, and man, he woke up in glory. And the rich man that wouldn't even pay attention to him. He's in hell today. Perspective. Look at the next verse. Verse 10. But the one who is rich should take pride in his low position because he will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls, its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. I always like to say some of these, this particular point, you came into the world butt naked, that's exactly how you're going to leave. One of the worst things could happen to us. Sometimes people say, see, people have said to me, how come God don't, don't, don't give me the number to win the lottery? I, I, this church wouldn't have any bills if God gave me the number to win the lottery. And I look back at them and say, are you sure? One of the worst things that could happen to you is God give you a bunch of money. It was a whole lot easier for me. I shared this with you a couple of weeks ago. A whole lot easier for me when I had no money. My retirement account, I wasn't bothered about, bothered about it then because I didn't have one. How are you going to be bothered about it when you don't have it? Guy said to me this past week, I start I started with nothing, I have nothing. I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of James. Each time you open the word, there's potential to learn. The New Testament letter from James is no exception. In its pages, you'll continue to find advice and practical application for living as a follower of Jesus. James emphasizes that faith is more than just words. It needs to be backed up by action. You live your faith out every day in how you interact with your family, friends, and co-workers, and what you spend your time doing. We hope that today you've been encouraged by the words of this book and that you've been inspired to show your faith to the world around you. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from Pastor Danny Hodges right now, you can do so by visiting our website ccfstpete.church. Just click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can watch a number of Calvary Chapel Fellowship services and subscribe to our channel. 
Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can join in the conversations there. Feel free to connect with us too, and we'll add some encouragement to your newsfeed. You'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that you'll tune in again right here on The Living Word.